stuffed in all our racist stuff now? Yep. Against... Everyone started it. racist stuff against white people. <laughs> I was going to say against the British. <laughs> oh, yeah. The British especially. The ultimate white people. The ultimate evil. The uh, the villains of Game of Thrones. <laughs> the White Walkers. <laughs> the White Walkers. Oh, shit. Man, um, were they uh, not as threatening as they, uh, they appear. Speaking of which, uh, I don't want to turn this into... The, Last week's episode, which was just Avengers, Avengers. I did I, that. I feel like we did that intentionally because we're trying to capture that that Avengers audience. So Avengers it hasn't it hasn't really worked out. I don't think I haven't really looked at the numbers, but we'll see. Oh well, I do want to complain about Game of Thrones real quick. Hold on, before we get in Game of Thrones, let me just uh, continue our Avengers conversation from from last week on the ride home. I, I realized uh, there's a pretty good example of um, like the Russos. Vision problems. Yeah. Look at Wakanda and Black Panther, which is like another movie that, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok has its own, like, aesthetic and visual. Kind of its own language. Yeah, compared to the other movies for sure. But look at Wakanda in uh, in Black Panther and then compare it to the way Wakanda looks in uh, Endgame or Infinity War and to lesser extent Civil War, which isn't a fair comparison because I don't Mm -hmm. think they had designed Wakanda yet, but it's a a pretty stark difference. Uh, Well, in Infinity War, it's. uh... A field and like um, a building. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's just get to my. I feel like that's a good illustration of like Wakanda looks like a. It's an interesting, unique kind of civilization in the Black Panther, and then it's just kind of bland in Avengers. Well, like, what if they actually have fought in Wakanda? That's right. That was my thing. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, just some fields. Obviously, you help with the special effects and. Uh, Everything's got the same outdoor lighting, so you don't have to worry about that too much when rendering the characters. And blah 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 blah. I watched Wolf Cop last night. <laughs> practical effects need to make a comeback. I want to see a whole transformation that's done with practical effects. <laughs> like, <laughs> World transformations using practical effects are like some of the coolest shit that's yeah, ever yeah. done in movies. And uh, Marvel's not ever going to do anything cool like that. We gotta wait for that. See. That next Incredible Hulk movie. Well, that's because they can't make an Incredible Hulk movie. (laughs) You'll never see a penis erupt into a wolf penis. (laughs) Because they don't have the balls. (laughs) Speaking of not having balls, that's my biggest problem with Game of Thrones. Um, Obviously, I agree with a lot of sentiment on the internet. The writing's trash. Um, They really dropped the ball on the White Walkers or the others, as they're called in the books. But, um, honestly, I wasn't that disappointed because I haven't liked the TV show like three seasons entire run. Yeah. And I think it's been especially bad since, like, season four. I mean, basically when they uh, had to go off of uh, the books. Mm-hmm. When they're, when, once George R. R. Martin's not involved heavily anymore, it becomes harder. Well, the problem is I don't think he even knows how Well, yeah, that's, he has broad points, and that's it. So that's all he told and, them. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, well... We don't know how to write, so garbage. <laughs> Which should be fine. obvious if it's you TV pay shows, Jamie. So, like, whatever, I didn't expect too much. But where I do disagree with the people on the internet is there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, they don't know how to write. They just did these things so that it would be cool and cinematic. And where I disagree is... Is that they're cool and cinematic? That show <laughs> is not fucking cinematic. <laughs> there's a couple... I, I feel no, like... No, no, no. Then here's my... the budget of a film. Okay. But, no, I'm like, there's like... A, every season, there's like maybe like one or two shots. I'm like, oh, sh- that's pretty cool. Well, even... Uh, so everyone's complaining about the shot from this episode, the beginning where the Dothraki charge in. Yeah. And you see their lights going out. Well, just like I'm saying, they... So... They don't have any balls, so if they really wanted to achieve that shot, they would have moved the camera in closer, 
and it would have been a single shot. They don't need 40 fucking cuts to the reactions of main characters in between that shot. It should be one single shot. Yeah, that's the audience experience. That would be cinematic. But no, it's a fucking TV show, so here's (laughs) so many fucking cuts to just character reactions, so many cuts to just random shit. All the action is just a random cut to like one gore effect they did. It's garbage. And then after that scene, too, where um, there's people retreating from that fight and they're emerging out of the darkness, that could have been a cool shot, too. But guess what? It's got, like, 30 cuts in it. Why? Why is there 30 cuts? Because uh, here's why. Because the person they have directing the episode doesn't know how to fucking direct, doesn't have any balls. He's <laughs> like, you know what? Oh, a camera that's going to stay stationary for 30 seconds for one shot? No, man. We need cuts. We need action. People are just going to get bored. Cuts in action. <laughs> and boredom. Um, I don't... Um, you're, uh, you're describing Children of Men to me right now. Oh, so I rewatched the episode because I was like, it couldn't have been that bad, right? No, I remember. You, I know what you're talking but, about. Um, so the episode starts and there is like a cool long tracking shot mm-hmm. that follows Sam and then passes the Tyrion... And, like, there's cool choreography in it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. But then immediately I was like, oh, no, yeah, here's where all the garbage cuts are. Because it's fucking, I don't know, Born Ultimatum or Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> so many cuts. So many cuts. I, and to me, that's uh, lazy, like, no balls film, like, filmmaking. Like, you just don't have any faith in what you're doing. So we just got to do these extremely short Slam cuts. them all together. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. Um, I do think they have great costume work. When they use practical effects, they have good people working on that. Good set design. All sorts of that shit. So they have uh, lots of good people working on the show. And then uh, the people in the leadership positions, the people steering the ship, directors, writers, producers, fucking nothing. Garbage. <laughs> Absolute shit. Like, I'm Miguel Sapachek, that... Fans of the show Love, who directed this episode, and Battle of Bastards, which is also a terrible sin. Like, it's like Peter Jackson made Lord of the Rings, and then since then, no one's ever been able to do it. <laughs> um, this guy, like, is not Not a even director. Peter Jackson in uh, the Hollow movies. Yeah, I'm convinced <laughs> that this guy, just like any other job on the planet, it's about kissing the right asses and being like. Chill to work with and following orders from higher ups. That's the only reason he gets to direct these episodes because he has no fucking vision or balls. You're really show. going for him. I, I'm like, you're really, I mean, I don't want I can't argue with you. I basically agree with everything you're saying. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, of course, they didn't also, aside from the books being different from the show or whatever, they didn't seem to actually pay off any of the own narrative threads that they created themselves. Yeah. And so I agree with all that. But saying they did it just to, have cinematic moments that's wrong too they did it so they could have like hashtags and memes about the shocking <laughs> subject <laughs> what's that cliche term from uh or last jedi the uh, the uh subverted your expectations oh yeah yeah it subverted my expectations they didn't that was kind of exactly what i thought it would be well yeah i mean no yeah <laughs> they didn't subvert my i guess they did subvert my expectations and then i thought there would be um i thought it would be better well I, so, I did, <laughs> so the thing is it's about on par with what i expected well yeah i don't know it's the show has been all downhill since the yeah, red head the red wedding also i was like you know it's the last season. Maybe they'll pull at something least, out. Like, no, not pull anything out, but at least um, 
you know, know how to resolve the narrative threads that they yeah. created. Pull something out. They to pull something yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> but no, they couldn't do it. And here's the thing, too, is they, they clearly can't manage all the characters they put in this one location. Just because... Yeah. There's so many shots of them, of, like, Jamie and Brienne and people just being swarmed by whites. And then cut away from them, and I don't know what's going on. John's riding the dragon or some shit. <laughs> so you're not able to... Track the action, all the characters yeah. you put in this position. No, most of those characters don't need to be there. Man, I guess. I think... Uh, my uh, my guess is that George R. R. Martin says that he's had some plan for all these characters to coalesce at Winterfell, and that's what they're going off of, but... Yeah, it's um, it's just garbage. They're not able to balance all those characters. So here's the thing: Beric's dead. He's not. He doesn't need to be there in the books. I mean, you know. Yeah. So they could easily done that as well. Beric Londarian doesn't need to be at that fight. Uh, the Hound. I don't care about you nerds on the internet who think game bowls a real thing. I think the Hound is gonna stay the grave digger on that island, and he's the the allusions to him being the Hound are just Easter eggs for people that are reading the books, he's not going to come back and save the day. That's the whole point, is the Hound's dead and he's found peace. That's the end of his arc. So the Hound doesn't need to be there. Uh, Melisandre, she just rolls in out of nowhere. Where, in the last episode, they showed the White Walkers and the Whites were lining up anyways. She came from the same direction. I, I don't understand her in the show, and I, I, I fucking can't stand her in the book. Here's my, my biggest thing in, uh, t- to me to shows how far uh, they've come... Um, how far divergent they are character-wise from the books is like everybody in the that watched the show love fucking Stannis, and I can't stand that motherfucker from the books. I hope he falls off a fucking cliff. I think he's very good in the show either, though. Yeah, but people loved him. Stannis the Manis. Well, there's people that are uh, book readers too that love him because they think he's got some secret plan to save Winterfell, which might. The books that are ever written, maybe it'll happen. But it doesn't seem likely that's going to happen either. So yeah, uh, Stannis is a, is worthless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Uh, it's a dumb TV show. Uh, I'm obviously a contrarian, so I don't like it. Have you seen Endgame yet? Um. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, uh, oh, it was all right. It's <laughs> like I think Infinity War is better. Yeah, I mean, I said yeah. that. I think I said it after we stopped recording that. Yeah. Uh, Endgame, you definitely cannot appreciate unless you've watched several of the other movies and, and appreciate those movies. Yeah. Um. So, like, like I was saying, since I don't have the same emotional attachment to the characters that a lot of people have for some reason, which is weird because you've known these characters a lot longer than some of these people have been watching Marvel movies for ten years. Yeah, but the characters in these movies, to me, that's the big thing. Is a lot of them don't. They're not the. They don't represent the same thing to me. Huh. Which is I don't know, so I have this weird detachment from them because I don't think that they are very human. The entire Marvel universe, I guess, which is weird. But uh, yeah, so like a lot of the emotional payoffs and shit that happened, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, like all right. So I, don't, I do get it, after watching it though. I was really like, uh, ooh, they might have made a misstep. I don't know if they're gonna be able to. I mean, people are still gonna go see the Marvel movies and shit for sure. There's not, they're not ever gonna get to this high again. I don't think. I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think it's possible. Right? Anymore. It feels like a, it feels there's some finality to this movie. Uh huh. So, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Maybe they can. Who knows? Kevin Feige's like a weird, crazy person. So maybe somehow he'll make the Eternals cool. I don't think so. I don't know. They are, your they real need, hope is for Fantastic Four and X Men. Yeah, and like all hope lies in doom. Yeah, they need to start working on that. 
And he's like, oh, we didn't really plan for it. So, uh, well, no, well, guess what, man? I hope you didn't plan for making any money for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I wasn't that impressed. Uh, same thing um, with Game of Thrones and Endgame. Those episodes being the same weekend or whatever. Uh, there, was, there seemed to be this air on the internet and in retrospect from a lot of people like, oh, this is a big, like, cultural moment. I think I think that's certainly true of Endgame, and I think you're being very cynical if you don't see that. But well, I'm gonna be pretty cynical about it because, like we talked about last week, the week before, there's this the society is a spectacle. Yeah, and I do think people constantly want to be a part of things now, part of events. Right, but they're wholly manufactured. Like, well, this isn't like Jaws coming out and through word of mouth, and you know what I mean. This is just the corporate. Like, I guess I don't know. I would argue that this is the end game is is the word of mouth in the high. It's just building off of Infinity again, Wars. Again, a decade to yeah, I don't, I don't think mouth, I don't think that's I Phil. I don't think that's fair. I think you're again. I think you're being a little cynical here, uh, because you know Justice League and DC Comics are they would try to do the exact same thing and they didn't they didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they and like Avatar, Avatar Two is going to try to build off of uh, Avatar being the biggest movie in the world, and I don't. Are they like, I, making the Avatar movies or what? I think they've already filmed Avatar Two and Three, and it's just post production right now. James Cameron, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, like I don't get. I didn't. I, someone's going to get mad at me about this, but I don't. And it's not like a uncommon. It's not like an uncommon opinion now, but like, I don't get. I don't get the Avatar movie. I don't care about it. I, I think that's what... I liked Fern Gully better with Tone Locke, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Tone Locke. No, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> um, that, <laughs> that just reminded me of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Remember when he was in... Uh, he was in, uh, To talk about Save the Cat, he was in um, Blank Check, which yeah, is the Save the Cat yeah, fucking movie. Like his uh, best friend, Butler. His, uh, his uh, uh, Alfred, if you will. <laughs> no, that's the fat dude. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, Tone Tone Look was the um like the one of the henchmen for the yeah, bad guy. That's true. He's the yeah. Fringle, he's got the best song in Fringle. <laughs> he he's does. That cool gecko. He's like, if I want to eat somebody, I will. It's like hell yeah, man. Do what thou will. Rob was, Williams is a bat. As Oscar Crowley was that gecko. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I might just be too much of a contrarian or something. Or for some reason, I have this weird detachment that. I Are you depressed? I mean, I'm always, like, vaguely <laughs> I'm always, like, bouncing on a knife edge, I feel like. But, uh, yeah, like, when these big cultural moments, like, people post on Twitter, like, oh, man, I don't know if I can handle Endgame and Game of Thrones. I don't get that. Episode 8, or season 8, episode 3 in the same weekend. Oh, it's like, you're fucking desperate to be a part of something. Like, I'm, I'm the one that's well, I mean, this detached is... from society, like... You're just fucking reaching out for anything, like a life preserver or something. Do you not have, like, an inner life at all? No. Well, I mean, we talked about this, too, but like, there's a part of, like, society, American society, and I think probably world society. It's society. Yeah. It's, it's a, just a big conglomeration. Right. It's, it, it's kind of like to the point where we don't have some of the traditional attachments that we used to have, right? And so yeah. people are, are looking for, like, brand royalty, royalty, loyalty, yeah. <laughs> and shit like that. Um I remember that that shit I showed you on Twitter with that Stakeups tweeted out. It's basically that. Yeah. Well, like that's the thing though is, um, if you call it out, it's like you're just being a dick. It's like, well, no, I actually think it's dangerous behavior. I don't know. It's to da- a certain extent, yeah, you can enjoy the Marvel movies and comic books. And yeah, 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 that's different. But, but brand loyalty, I absolutely think, is dangerous for society. Yeah, I think. And the fact that I would say are, I don't. I don't know. I mean, brand loyalty. I don't know if it's dangerous. 
in itself for society. I just think that it's a symptom that something is dangerous to society. Uh, yes, that could be. Yeah, it's a symptom of a larger problem we're experiencing right now. Yeah, and this is a comedy podcast where we talk about 80s movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have uh, loyalty to um, the 80s. <laughs> Even though I was barely alive for it. I was thinking uh, Dan Aykroyd's character in this movie reminds me of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> it does. Yeah, That's no, kind of, it's the 80, it's the yeah, end of the 80s, 80s right? And I was like, you know what? I was barely alive when Reagan was president. <laughs> I just know all this from punk rock from the 80s, how bad Reagan was. I mean, also history. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? The reading. I think Sunshine right out of uh, Ronald Reagan's ass. That'll probably be the last time I complain about Marvel movies. You're not going to have an opportunity honest. for a while. Yeah, like, so I don't, I'm just kind of done. Like, like I said in the last episode, after watching Endgame, it was kind of cathartic for me. Um, maybe I put too much stock into movies, which is why I have like such extreme opinions about movies all the time. But like, yeah, they're not books, Kyle. I, well, books and movies, I have extreme opinions about. But those are like my two favorite things in the world, so they do mean a lot to me. And then yeah, after watching it, like I was like, well, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really. It still didn't feel anything like most of the Marvel movies. But I was like, well. At least it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's fine. I don't need to talk about it anymore. And then Game of Thrones, uh, I know there's, like, three episodes left. Four? Yeah, three. Three? Um, I feel like that that was the end of it. Like, I don't need to talk about that again. Because, what, now they've got to kill uh, Wine Mom and Cheek Pirate? <laughs> like, what? Like, how is that going to be the... Man, you're on in the show. It's just not good. <laughs> that was not going to be the climax of their fucking show. I don't know. <laughs> She's got the Golden Company and they don't even have any elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the book, Golden Company in the book is the one that has the fake uh, Aegon Targaryen, yeah, right? Well, we don't know he's fake yet. But, but yeah, he's a fake Aegon Targaryen. All right, you, you think he's Fagon? Fagon, yeah. Fagon, I think he's a Blackfire. That would still make him a Fagon. Well, he might be Aegon Blackfire. <laughs> He's not a Targaryen. We'll People who watch the show are like, who the fuck is Blackfire? <laughs> yeah, they don't know any of this shit. Well, the show only sucked, though. Like, for, for real, I'm going to be that elitist prick that's like, you like garbage. <laughs> like, they, it's like, like, when people complain about the show, the bad writing, it's like, you're just angry because what you expected to happen didn't happen. Arya is the best. I don't care that Arya killed the Night King. I just think like the Arya is the best in the books they just too. Need to make it earned. Yeah, she's <laughs> one of the best characters in the book too. I'm gonna fight. It's you guys just like he, they're shoveling you garbage, and you're like, ah, oh, yes, I love this garbage because it has the right brand logo on it. <laughs> so fuck you, Shonleys. Don't ever talk to me. If you see me on the streets and you want to talk about Game of Thrones, I gotta. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna pull your card and see if you read the books. <laughs> it's like gang loyalty. Out I'm there. gonna ask you all about Tormund's yeah. uh, uh, nicknames yeah. and on the blooms. <laughs> Tall talker. Yeah, gang, gang. Um, yeah, all right. That's enough complaining. Let's talk about Grey Doors, a great film. We're gonna complain about that. Another victim of nostalgia, really. Uh, you think so? I think. I here's think what. Here's my thing. The pacing's off. Yeah, now that I'm not a child, about about twenty minutes. I watched it with the kids. And about twenty minutes from the movie, and uh, Ryan looks at me and goes, "Oh, so this is like the vacation movies, right?" Oh shit! <laughs> Damn it! So and that <laughs> was a uh, well, real revelation for me. <laughs> yeah, that just blew my mind. Right? <laughs> Damn, kids spend too much time on the internet. They're too smart. 
Ah, oh, damn. Well, it is John Hughes. Yeah, I mean, really, if you if this was a vacation, this would have been after Christmas vacation or before. Yeah, this is '88, so yeah, it would have been after Christmas vacation. So this is the would have been the fourth Christmas fi- or vacation movie. And if you just kind of write it like that, um, I actually think Chevy Chase would be the Dan Aykroyd character. Yeah, and then someone else. They wouldn't have cousin Eddie. It would have to be somebody else. Well, John Candy. Yeah, they still have John Candy in it as the other cousin, right? Or as the other, it's the other sister. Yeah, yeah. John Candy in it. John Candy's good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. Watching it as an adult now, that's my big takeaway from it. Is like, um, no, that's a John John Hughes move. John Candy was good. (laughs) He is good. He was like, uh, he was a good actor, which I forgot about because I haven't watched a John Candy movie in years at this point. Oh, um, I mean, we watch the kids and I watch Home Alone every Christmas, so I see him in that. Uh, yeah. He's got a bit part in it, right? But you he's know, he's got that one, the funniest scene in the movie, according to our dad, <laughs> <laughs> where he's talking about leaving his kid at the uh, funeral home. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but he's really good in this movie. Dan Aykroyd's good too, but since I watch, I don't know. I feel like I watch Dan Aykroyd in films more often than John Candy. Yeah, so I'm already aware that Dan Aykroyd's good. Also, oh. I fucking love Dan Aykroyd in real life. He's crazy. Yeah, his UFO shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves fucking the blues, dancing, and Christmas skull vodka. <laughs> which I've had before. Just tastes like vodka. <laughs> Nothing? I mean, vaguely like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> I don't really like vodka. That's so. nah, gross. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to watch a John Candy movie that has aged beautifully. I think I said this on the, the podcast before, but... Uncle Buck? Canadian Bacon. Oh. It's fantastic. That's like towards the um, end of his well, life. Yeah, right? it's like 96. <laughs> I was going to say the end of his career, but yeah. the end of his life, yeah. Uh, the last movie he did was that one with Matthew Perry, right? That bombed. Where they're like Lewis and Clark kind of. That's Chris Farley, you son of a bitch! <laughs> what? No, there's one with John Candy that's really similar, right? Is there? Oh, it's not Matthew Perry that's in his one, though. Oh, okay, because the Matthew Perry one is definitely Chris Farley. Yeah, but there is his last movie is real like frontier comedy bullshit that nobody liked. I think I don't remember that one. Man, you might be I'm, right. I feel like it's Chris Farley and John Candy both have like that same the same movie. movie. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong and I'm just racist against fat white guys. Which, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like if I look deep down inside myself, I am racist against fat white guys. <laughs> 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 that usually means they're landowners. <laughs> I hate those guys. If you own property, you suck. Calling you out, Chopo Trap House. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I'm gonna complain about one more thing. No, Chris. <laughs> so uh, Felix Biderman from Chopo Trap House. I don't know the last names, but go ahead. Yeah, he's the one with the lispy voice. Um, I was listening to Chopo Trap House because my political views do align with theirs somewhat. I uh-huh. just think they're kind of bourgeois. Like, I'm more on the streets. Like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm right down here in the, in the pits. Yeah, I'm out here in the real shit. Like, I'm a, like a paycheck away from dying in the streets. And you guys are just fucking... Fucking around on the internet with yeah. your dad's money. Yeah, getting like fucking $100,000 a month and shit. So, um... Yeah, that's where... <laughs> no, there's no brand loyalty with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this nerd was talking about... So, he made a, 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 I thought, a pretty good joke about um, Joe Biden, how he, he was going bald in his 88 presidential election, and then he just showed up with a full head of hair uh-huh. and, like, just daring people to, like, say anything about it, you know? Which yeah. Is, yeah. And then he's like, that'd be like if uh, Beto... Um, 
disappeared after the selection and came back and looked like Boy Boy West Coast, which is that <laughs> meme rapper from the internet. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a pretty good <laughs> joke, whatever. But then uh, to really out himself as just a, uh, a f- goofy white boy from upstate New York, son of a landowner, he's like, yeah, he'd be like, uh, you know, like uh, you come back and have like an East Bay Mexican accent. What the and, fuck is an East Bay Mexican accent? Yeah, and I was like, all right, motherfucker. So Boy Boy West Coast from Santa Barbara, Southern California, totally different. <laughs> And then uh, East Bay, Mexican motherfucker. Felix has never been to East Bay unless he's gone to like some hipster gentr- gentrification party in East Oakland. Or he was stalking some girl at UC Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> so when he said that shit, I was like, oh, I'm kind of done with these nerds. Because he just sounded like the biggest fucking internet nerd of all time. <laughs> and then, fucking, I don't know, man. He just fucking, fucking weta. <laughs> East Bay Mexican accent. Okay, buddy. Hey, um, we talked. I think I don't know if we talked about this off air or on air or not. And at this point, I guess it doesn't matter. But when did the Golden State Warriors start playing uh, in the city? The city. Because I grew up in in the you know in the Bay Area. I went to Warriors games when like Chris Gatling and David Woods were starting. Well, Chris Mullen. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this is after Chris. This is after Run TMC. <laughs> Um, <laughs> was that, yeah, that was uh, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullins, and then uh, Mitch Richmond. Yeah, um, <laughs> they had Latrell Sprewell, though. Yeah, My favorite basketball player of all time. I'll choke you right now. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says, Latrell Sprewell is the best. <laughs> I fucking loved him as a kid, but uh, they, they play in Oakland. <laughs> Not for long. Yeah, well, I know. Now they're going to be in the... Because they're, they're winning now. now. So they're, they're... Come on over to San Francisco. Oh, yeah, man. There's human shit and tourist money everywhere. <laughs> I don't really like the city. Last time I went there a couple years ago, I was just like, mm, not really my vibe. I haven't been back to San Francisco in like 10 years. Old, longer than that, probably. I just don't feel the need to go to the city. The like, city? The city. Like, when, uh, when, the, who, when did it start being called the city, too? I remember people calling that when we were younger. Like, But it's like... It's weird for it to be on the national scale, people calling it the city. Yeah, well, when you live in the... When you live in the area, it's, oh, we're going to the city. Right. Because, you know, you say that relative to you living in the outskirts of a city and there being a city. So, yeah, it's weird for it to be like a brand now. (laughs) The city. Now I'm going out to the cuts. It's pretty cutty out here. It's like when people call it Frisco. Yeah, what the fuck? That shit's weird. Or Cali. Oh yeah, from Cali. Oh, no, you're not. You're like fucking Bakersfield or something, (laughs) or NorCal. I never really like that either. I'm going back to Cali. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big. You could say it. He's alright. No, he can't. At least we know he spent time there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tupac's from the Bay, so. (laughs) 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 Fucking Mad Max music video. California Love is the best music video of all time. It's great. It's like probably one of the best hip hop songs of all time, too, yeah. in my opinion. California. That is, yeah, that's no like, party. that and uh, Regulate. Really oh, cool. I like Regulate too. Two favorite like um, summertime jams as a kid. <laughs> there, my music. Like, 1995. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Do you want to talk about how Chapo Trap House apparently has never met a black person? I guarantee they know a few black people. <laughs> Household staff, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't actually know that much about them. Today, I don't either. Sure, but they just definitely come across as sort of out of touch, uh, speculative politics nerds on the internet. Yeah, yeah they're uh, they're the even more left uh, Pod Save America. Yeah. Pod Save America just seemed like straight up, like, 
Poindexter kind of nerds like I'm reading a real good book but well I mean the Travel Travel does the same yeah, thing fucking thing I do like that one episode I sent you where they reviewed Ben Shapiro's book was pretty funny like, yeah well, that's just because Ben Shapiro is like such an easy target <laughs> everybody's dunking on Ben Shapiro yeah even people on his own side <laughs> oh, I'm not, it's not that hard he's only oh, five foot one sorry it's not his own side he's not all right yeah okay you retract that right now. He'll he'll be very angry and he might I even shed a tear. Right. I'll say it. He is all right. <laughs> he's also not the height of an average man. <laughs> or woman. <laughs> yeah, he's smaller than the average woman, probably. I'm one of those guys now. If you're not, under, if you're not over six feet, you can't talk to me. <laughs> Unless you're a child. If you're over six feet and a child, then I would like to recruit you for a basketball <laughs> yeah. team. Let me see your shot. Can you hit free throws? All right. Uh, great outdoors. <laughs> Speaking of tall guys, uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy are pretty tall. Yeah, they're big men. John Candy especially. Big mm-hmm. all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I forgot about the cool part at the end where it's just Dan Aykroyd dancing all over the place. Well, I feel like that was a scene in the movie uh, when they're at the restaurant and yeah, they got cut. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. I like that they just threw it in the end. But... Yeah. Uh, that's it. Well, you mentioned pacing. I feel like this movie, there's, there's some... Sh- shit that had to be cut because it just doesn't flow right well it's also just like all right here's a gag here's a gag here's a gag yeah it's kind of what we talked about police academy just like here's a little gag like when they go fishing and they wake up with the leeches on Mm -hmm. them that's the scene's only like two minutes long but it's just like that little gag it's like they inserted like a snl sketch you know (laughs) like the danagra had a great idea and the real burner the punchline just fizzles out like an snl sketch too (laughs) That's the one thing Donald Trump's always right about is Saturday Night Live is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, again, I feel like, again, it's a weekly sketch comedy show. Like They have like one one or two sketches a week that, that make me laugh. Usually the ones that get cut, like the Kyle Mooney stuff. Or it's the shit at the end that are, like where they're just being weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I support other Kyles. Kyle Mooney, I think, has some of the best sketches that have ever not aired on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> His characters are good. Uh, the movie he made is really good, too. Everyone check it out. What's it called? I forgot what the title is. Well, then there you go. You're a dumb shit. Briggs Be Bear. There you go. It's got fucking Luke Skywalker in it and shit. Mark Hamill? Yeah, Mark Hamill's in it. Kyle Moon's character gets kidnapped as a child and is raised by Mark Hamill and his wife in a crazy bunker. <laughs> it's a comedy, so you'll love it. <laughs> I love everything Mark Hamill's in. Mm-hmm. Even The Last Jedi. I don't think The Last Jedi is that bad. I like, I have I feel like I do have slightly different complaints about The Last Jedi than, than other people. Like I really like the Luke and uh, Ben and Ray stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like the B and C plots. I'm not that interested. Oh yeah, it's in. just not interesting. Like I'm already I'm already on board, and like I feel like Admiral Ho- the whole Admiral Hodor Hodor Holdo. Yeah, no Hodor. Um, and uh, and Poe shit is like really heavy handed. Yeah, I like Laura Dern though. Everyone hated her because she had purple hair and they thought she was feminist. <laughs> I have like some complicated feelings about Laura Dern right around that time period because like I was just in Jurassic Park, which wow. I love her in Jurassic Park. But then um, my wife and I, or uh, Coops and I, just started. So my wife and I, you know who she is. Yes, <laughs> I've met her a few times. Um, we just started watching that show, Big Little Lies. Oh, she in that? And she's in it, and she plays like the the mean mom in it. And like the first episode, I'm like, yeah, "Fuck you, Laura Dern." <laughs> That's funny. No, I like Laura Dern. I do she, like Laura Dern. She looked cool with purple hair, too. I but the- I guess my whole thing with the, the Laura Dern character is like, it, I feel like it works better if we had already been introduced to her in a, like The Force Awakens and she's just not some new character that shows up out of nowhere. Because if she is, then she just she is just an obstacle 
for Poe, our hero, to overcome. Oh, she's a prop. Yeah, but yeah. then like the whole they tried to like turn it around like, oh no, she had a plan the entire time. But that's not what the audience has been conditioned to expect. Like if she had a plan, she should have talked to the crew because that's what the rebel. That's how rebels that's are what, different well, that's than also the Empire. Leadership is kind of so. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I like you said, she's just used as a prop for Poe's right. really boring and nothing happens storyline. Oh, speaking of props, uh, I guess we'll have to talk about Endgame one more time. Because oh, I do want to go back on what I said about Captain Marvel last week when I was just super positive pro-Captain Marvel. I still don't have a problem with Brie Larson, except for I did see she had an Anne Rand quote on one of her Instagram photos. So I might have a problem with her depending on <laughs> what the implications <laughs> that said well how um, do you feel about I was looking at Ronda Rousey last week because I'm like man she really is American apparently she's a Sandy Hook, Hook truther oh I don't know that much about her in personal life she does seem to be a crazy person so yeah uh, if that's true fuck her like ew. yeah but um so tentatively I still don't have a problem with Brie Larson um, I although just, Anne Rand is a, that's a questionable yeah, quote I guarantee I don't have a problem with what she said about white dudes being critics <laughs> like I said don't give a fuck um, don't have a problem with her being a woman don't have a problem with Captain Marvel being as powerful slowing doing whatever but I didn't see the Captain Marvel movie because it looked really boring and it probably wasn't like boring boring but it's one of the Marvel movies that who really cares sort of thing yeah and um, and and then uh, Endgame, she's just kind of used like a prop, and is still not. They don't really do anything. That's what I said. Remember? <laughs> yeah, and so like I don't know, Captain Marvel. Marvel's got a cool design. She's do something with her. <laughs> this is the it's the last Captain America Iron Man movie, so they can't give Captain Marvel too much showtime. I just feel like they could have done like one or two scenes where she's interacting with the characters. Well, she's just uh, she's just there. She just shows up, and then she's like, well. My people need me. I must return to my home planet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's really like, you know, the, yeah. the Simpsons reference. Mm-hmm. Poochie. It's really just like... It's really Poochie. Yeah. <laughs> <And> Poochie dies. <laughs> travels through space. Yeah, she just shows up and it's like sudden Captain Marvel. All right, well, I gotta go to space now. Bye. <laughs> like, All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was dumb. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And ran quote, she starts weird libertarian shit. I'm, I'm out. Done I'm out hard. But <laughs> you can do whatever you want, Brie Larson, but you can't be talking about Anne Rand and the Fountainhead and Anthem and shit like that. Anthem is her least offensive book. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's the least offensive. It's super anticlimactic, though. <laughs> it's true. All of her books are just bad, even if it wasn't for like her political beliefs. It's, <laughs> yeah, they're not great books. Good. And even though she's all about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and no one can help you, she died on in poverty. On well, someone's gonna welfare. argue with you because you know she she paid into it her her life and she deserves it or some shit. But then oh, you don't like society and yet you participate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whatever. Who cares? She's a hypocrite. <laughs> Just like Dan Aykroyd's character in The Great Outdoors. Yeah, he's just got self-esteem issues, right? You know, the real deep self-esteem issues that just continue to pop up throughout your entire life, even as an adult. So he's got he's got something to prove. Like, he's trying to... The whole movie, it's him... Trying to grift people. Yeah, when he's, like, lording over John Candy's character, Chet. But you know he's really actually intimidated by Chet, and Chet's actually a better man. You know, he's, like... He, uh, he sees real quality in Chet, and he's like, damn, I'll never be a real human being. <laughs> There's, 
They're, I mean, they basically yell it at you because there's a scene where he's in the bathroom talking about his kids. Yeah, and then also <laughs> before when he went to like he he overhears you know, Chet talking to his son. He overhears Chet talking to his son uh, about the scary story, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Story. And then he tries to go replicate it, and he just tells an even scarier story. That's <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie. Ah, my uncle used to tell a yarn about a bunch of uh, escaped. Uh, mental patients from the army and just keep them in a box <laughs> so that's with like most John Hughes movies there is something there like we can talk about the psychology of the characters so at least that's like written well yeah but there's also the other hallmarks of John Hughes movie like there's the romantic B plot with this one son <sighs> that goes nowhere and does nothing yeah and it's uh, man they're moving so fast yeah <laughs> it's like the next night they're having a romantic <laughs> he's, boat ride he's only there for a week right and she yeah. doesn't want to have a boyfriend and the next night but she's he's her boyfriend yeah, like, well, <laughs> then they're broken up I'm, then they're I'm, your, I'm your girlfriend it's like oh fucking what yeah. <laughs> we just met and then the, the line before that he's like uh, I've dated some girls but I wouldn't call them my girlfriend you know Yeah. which is like that happens sometimes right you know you go on a few dates you know from school that sort of thing but he's like well, what would you call me it's like I don't know, a girl I just met, like, last night. <laughs> but he's like, oh, my girlfriend. It's like, you don't even know her. Like, she could be a fucking Sandy Hook trooper. <laughs> Whatever the 80s equivalent was. She loved Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> she didn't think the Dead Kennedys were the best band of all time. She actually looks like she'd be a Dead Kennedys fan, though. She doesn't like Jello though. Um, yeah, so we got the great John Hughes. I'm gonna replace you someday. Yeah, but have you considered that... Um, when they shoot the hair off of the bear's butt, it's really funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the bear scenes were my favorite part of the movie as a kid. Yeah, and still, still, my favorite favorite, still my favorite part of the movie. Because, uh, I don't bears are really cool. I like bears. But <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny when they... I mean, there's like four or five scenes. There's the scene in the dump with the bears, the black bears. Yeah, I'm, I just like the bald bear. Like, they really <laughs> shaved its head. <laughs> And they didn't shave its butt, though. You can tell that's like a little... A prosthetic butt? Yeah, they put on it. But it's, I do like the close-up when they get shot off. Like, that's a cool effect. <laughs> it's like... Ooh. And then the bear's... His little butt. The bear makes... <laughs> like, yeah, that bear's so hurt. That's the butt. It's <laughs> so juvenile, but like, yeah, that shit's hilarious to me. Also, the bears are cool. I just like bears. Cool to see bears. Like when you go to the zoo and they always look like they're posing. Like <laughs> Last time I went to the bear, the zoo, the the bears just sat there and slept. So, oh, I went to the one, the one that's just like you're walking around in the hills and they have animals in cages. The Phoenix out Zoo or the World? Oh, the out of like up in the hills. Yeah, okay. And uh, they have a big ass black bear there, and like um, they're everyone was just crowded around him and he was just like yeah he was sitting there flexibly doing moves and the straight up looks like he's posing like, <laughs> like she reminds me one time my friend texted me a picture of like a ginger wolf you know and was like look there's wolves like you <laughs> and I was like haha yeah right I'd be a bear didn't think about it immediately went to google image search and I was like ginger G- bear no don't do it <laughs> <laughs> and I saw and uh, just like the wolf that looked like me I saw a lot of dudes that looked like me. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, I guess I'd be a cub now. Cause like the, the, You're not fat enough? Yeah, they're, they're like... Not all of them are fat, but they're like jacked, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not big enough to be a bear. I just have to be a cub. Oh, you're pretty big. I'm pretty broad, but they're like... They got like Jimmy Anvil My Heart bodies. Beer belly? And these giant shoulders. 
I don't know, but yeah, so it's cool that I might be someone's fetish, though. <laughs> Everybody is somebody's fetish. That's true. Except Ben Shapiro. And Dan Aykroyd. I don't see Dan Aykroyd being Someone has been to Dan Aykroyd. Like, I really want older fat men who are really into UFOs. <laughs> One time uh, I got off work. And, uh, you saw old fat man into UFOs. No, I was just like chilling. We had like, I had some like friends coming over. My roommate and his girlfriend were there. Um, and like I just randomly put on the Dan Aykroyd UFO documentary that was on Netflix. But it's not really a documentary. It's like just, it's him smoking and drinking and, and rambling about, about shit, UFOs. Yeah, but so that was on in the background. And uh, for some reason, uh, we all were like, "Oh, I, I, I was like, oh, I got um, <clears throat> no, I got a note of this. All at this point, <laughs> no." Well, it's called. All right, it's Salvia. 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 So I. It's not DMT, that's for sure. No, DMT is like legit. Salvia is just an experimental <laughs> research drug, I guess. But anyways, well, no, I guess it comes from a plant, but most drugs do. Um. So yeah, we just we I had some Salvia and like oh my friend's girlfriend's like oh I've never done it before blah blah. blah. She so saw the double. did it. Um. She was the last one to go. I don't know if anyone's ever done salvia before, but like after your trip, it sucks. In my opinion, you're just like all sweaty and like uncomfortable and. It's weird. I think it's just I don't think anybody should ever do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually had like fun doing it. Like I, I've never done it, but everybody I've talked to has never enjoyed it. So I have d- I have no desire. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so my friend's girlfriend does it, and uh, <laughs> she's just like. She looks like mesmerized. It's kind of like almost yeah. out of body or disassociative. And then she just focuses on the t- in on the TV, and she's like, "Dan Aykroyd, you fucking suck!" <laughs> and gets up and runs off to like my roommate's room. And she's like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" <laughs> what did Dan Aykroyd do to her? And so like she said, her trip was just like his head like. <laughs> floating out of the TV and getting right in her face and just like, yelling at her about like aliens and stuff like that and like she just hated it. <laughs> you fucking suck. <laughs> you fucking suck. So yeah, that's uh, I'll always remember that about Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking sucks. Yeah, he's talking big black deltas. All right, so they got these big black deltas in the sky. The big planes, the fake planes that the U.S. Army uses to fight aliens and like, the, the, the government wants to keep them secret. Big, big black <laughs> Buy my vodka. Uh, apparently, he's been that level of conspiracy theorist sort of guy most of his life because the original screenplay for Ghostbusters. I was going to talk about that. Crazy shit, in it. Plus, spooky stuff. And the reason that Ghostbusters is filmed the way it is and in the way it's written the way it is is because they couldn't afford to do all the crazy shit that Dan Aykroyd wanted to do. Also, I think probably uh, Ivan Reitman. He's like, like, nah. Mm, mm. Also, Harold Ramis, like, uh, yeah, Harold Ramos was the he co-writer. It up, so I would assume he's like, yeah, I don't know if we need to do interdimensional travel to kill reptilian politicians. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you need to fall in love with a space ghost there, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but can we at least have a ghost blowjob scene? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you betcha, buddy. It's it. Uh, so this has been an episode where we haven't talked about the movie too much, but. Um, we're going to talk about it right now in Rocket Raccoon's first appearance. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, this is probably where they got the inspiration for how to uh, make Rocket Raccoon um, like sassy. <laughs> Did you stay uh, for the after credits stinger with the raccoons? Oh, no, I didn't. What did they do in that one? They're just talking about um, the uh, the bear. <laughs> I forget oh. what they call it. She has a name. Like Clara Barrel or some shit. 
They're like, what's wrong with Clara Bell? It's like, oh, she got shot in the ass. She's bald on both ends now. <laughs> she did get shot in the ass. That, uh, I feel like the um, tempo, the, the, the vibe of the movie really changes in that last act. Yeah. Well, basically, as soon as they get back to the cabinet and the storm, storm starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which they, uh, so I guess that happens in real life where like you're just so tired of someone you're around that it just kind of all pops off yeah i think that's kind of what they were going for i just don't think they did portrayed it well in the movie yeah because it's because leading up to it it's almost as if like chet and roman are developing somewhat of camaraderie you know they're not at each other's throats nonstop. right it's like kind of calmed down a bit and then obviously the sisters have been getting along fine until that point yeah and then all of a sudden it's just like, fuck you. <laughs> I guess it happens in families sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we you've definitely seen it. We've yeah. seen it. But I, I guess, again, they didn't do an essence, a very good job of like putting the scenes in that, that show that. They have the one scene where with the water ski where you know Chet's pissed off at Roman afterwards. Can we talk... Like, another movie with just poor water, uh, water craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah, why, why? Why the fuck are you starting on the dock? Yeah, who who water skis off the dock? Um, don't water ski when there's that many other boats and people around. Man, it wasn't a very big lake though. Yeah, it's the Great Lakes. There's plenty of room. Oh, they just need to go somewhere else. Well, well, I guess I mean they didn't. They filmed it in Northern California. Yeah, I mean I, it's not actually the Great Lakes, but it's supposed lake, to be, it's right? Like just you know, it's a little lake. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, when they're at the uh, the. Uh, launch off with all the docks and people like launching their boats um that just looks like a little tributary to <laughs> a little, small little lake you know what I mean? yeah it's like there doesn't seem to be enough space to go water skiing to be honest yeah and that uh that boat is it's not big enough for the amount of people they have it's ridiculous that boat is stupid as fuck yeah, i hate those fucking Why boats anyone ever have that boat you've seen them yeah, but like we used to wake you up at six o'clock in the morning. When we went to the lake. Yeah, but like, what did those guys do with them? They just like made noise and then got drunk, right? Yeah, they just went really fast and annoyed everybody. That was dumb. Yeah, they're always the guys too. Where there's no wake in you know the first like mile. Uh-huh. They they're going over five miles an hour. I saw wake. <laughs> I'll, I'll call the police on them. Or I guess probably like park rangers. <laughs> I wouldn't though. I'm not a snitch. I would. What? You're turning into a, 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 um, a jerk in your old age? <laughs> yes. Speaking of old age, John Candy, he didn't make it to it. <laughs> um, yeah, so my favorite thing in the movie is John Candy. I was, big, big Bear. Big Bear chased me. Damn, I forgot like, John Candy was good. He, I don't know. I mean, like, he's, he's just good in everything he does. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's John Candy, man. John Candy. Oh, this is the debut performance of Annette Benning. What? Perpetually cool Annette Benning. She's one of my favorite actresses of the 80s and 90s. I guess even now into the modern time, she's had a few... Uh, she's she's had, had a few cool cool movies. Mm-hmm. Cool um, movies. Yeah, 20th Century uh, Women. It came out a couple years ago. That was a cool movie. <laughs> it had her and Greta Gerwig in it. What? That's right. Yeah, so I like Annette Benning. Um, she's perpetually cool. I just always like her because she's just like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> And in this movie, she's like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Kids don't really do very much. They fall in love. The two little girls are just props for the end of the movie. Really. They, they don't say anything until the end of the movie. And then they are suddenly talkative. Like, oh, we love you, Uncle Chat. Mm-hmm. And then the little brother doesn't need to be in the movie. 
Oh, that's hurtful. He's playing with a six-shot transformer yeah, in one scene. Uh, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't have anything going on around him. He's, He's a little bit of a wise-ass to try to appreciate. <laughs> Blow it out your ass. <laughs> Man, this movie's still funny, though. I still like it. It's a funny movie. It's just like, yeah, it's not paced very well. Yeah, it could just, I just, I don't know, disappointing a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, so John Hughes wrote this one, didn't direct it. It's directed by... Uh, he doesn't direct everything he writes. Jim Douche. Douche. Uh, who also did Pretty in Pink and... If I had to guess, kind of it's probably one of his worst-reviewed movies of the 80s. Yeah, I don't think it did very well review-wise and also box-office-wise. Oh. So, I don't think he... It's not one of his big hits. He also did plan on directing this at one point, but it didn't work with his schedule. Oh, he's too busy with weird size. Yeah, it would have been around the same time. Was it? <laughs> I was just joking no, about that. Is 86, this is 88. Oh, I don't know what he would have been doing in 88. <laughs> this is the tail end of his... His, his he, hot... Tail end of his highlight of his career, He right? fucking ran the 80s, to be honest. Like, if you go and look at, like, his credits for writing and directing, it's like, oh, he was crazy. was just John Hughes, huh? Vacation, Ferris Bueller's... Oh, this is probably around Ferris Bueller's day off, right? It might be. I don't really like Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah, so. I like it, but I don't know. I yeah. think it's overpraised. Yeah, uh, yeah. John Hughes really did fucking run the eighties, though. Um, I like the reference that Game of Thrones did to the Breakfast Club, where they're all down in the crypts. <laughs> That's <was> pretty cool. <laughs> I was waiting for Tyrion to letter to letter to the mm-hmm. Night King. <laughs> He's just like, look at this. Each of us is a is a, a scheming princess, a yeah. handmaiden. <laughs> Tyrion was like, look at that. Looks like a cigar burn, doesn't it? <laughs> My dead Tywin gave it to me. He is Ty- Tyrion is just like a little little John Bender. Yeah, he's the closest I can think of to Bender. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Sansa is the uh, Molly Ringwald character. I can't remember yeah. the actual. Of course. Um, fuck. What's the handmaiden's name? Handmaiden. You mean Sam's uh, wifey? No, uh, Danny's handmaiden. Oh, Miss Sandy. Miss Sandy. Thank you. Ugh. Uh, she is the weirdo character. Oh yeah, she does have a weird. <laughs> drag king's drag queen's best. Vars is uh, is the uh, the nerd. The you Michael Varys. Varys, yeah, I'm sorry. As they call him in the show. Yeah, I always thought his name would be Varys or Vars. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's he, also uh, Brienne. I believe it's uh, Brian. <laughs> I always thought Jimmy was Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> Spell exactly my friend's name. <laughs> Yeah, that is just, just Jaime. <laughs> oh, oh, you're coming, Jaime Lannister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, I um, one big change I like from the books to the show is that Miss Sandy is not like a twelve year old girl, and it's in fact a very beautiful woman who shows her butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danny isn't like a sixteen year old girl in the show either. Arya is fourteen though, and you saw her naked. No, she's not fourteen anymore. It's been you, years. You creeps! I didn't like it. <laughs> you goddamn creep! I'm 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 glad that they did that. Like the uh, it had like the show that she grew up. I just didn't need to see any of it. Uh, I I don't care. Whatever. She's grown ass woman. She's comfortable with it. And that's fine. I'm not talking about her comfort level. My comfort level. Well, your comfort level doesn't matter. She I don't really a, like a lot. She's an actor. <laughs> I'm going with Thrones, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, real classic stuff. <laughs> I did like her Doctor Who stuff. She's in Doctor Who? She, yeah, she had a pretty big role in Doctor Who a couple seasons ago. Oh. Yeah, I can see big things in her future. <laughs> she's going to be richer than us. <laughs> yeah. That's true. She seems like a cool girl. Anyway. Yeah, I don't... Fuck, give me one big role and then I'll skate on that the rest of my life. 
Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Give me in a Marvel movie. I'll skate that shit. Three movies out. Oh. <laughs> You'll never see me again. Give me a... <laughs> yeah, any Marvel movie, really. Yeah. I'll Star Trek, Star Wars, anything I can do with a convention circuit on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd do that. Um, I have, like, in, like... My job right now with the amount of people I have to interact with is, like, so... Like exhausting. Yeah, but you, the, your your job is more than just interacting with people. If my job was only interacting with people, I'd be okay with it. My job is mostly interacting with my coworkers, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so if I had to do a job where I had to interact with people that like things that I don't like, and they like them a lot, I don't know how much I'd like it. You just have to be yourself, and the people think you're funny, like uh, Edward James almost. Edward James almost. Now, because like um, all the dudes. The people that you always see at the fan conventions that everyone posts their picture of on Reddit <laughs> that you paid for and a million other people have the same exact picture of you're posting on Reddit. I mean, that's a separate point, but it's always those people are always like, Oh yeah, I love The Walking Dead and I love being on The Walking Dead and I love the fans and blah 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 Well I, I don't I sit there and be like yeah, fucking um, Marvel sucks. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that they. Put I don't. I don't think you're gonna be in their movie at this point. <laughs> yeah. I think I've I've secured the I role. I appreciate that they gave me the role of Human Torch, but uh, it's you're too big for the Human Torch. I lose weight real quick. You, you look so weird starring the opposite the thing. Um, fucking yeah, right. Uh, Chris Evans has like super narrow waist and like big ass shoulders, like I do. <laughs> you're bigger than Chris Evans. Well, yeah, he's only like five ten or something. Yeah. And also, like, your shoulders are bigger than Chris Evans, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be, I feel uh, like I you just secured my role as the Incredible Hercules. Incredible Hercules. The first openly gay character in the MCU. Oh, well, openly gay? Yeah, Hercules loves... No, me. they had a guy in Endgames that was... Who? I think Hercules is bisexual. Well, I mean, the, the mythological figure. Is, <laughs> I think the comic Hercules just only likes dudes. Now? Because he used to like ladies. Yeah, I think it's uh, relatively recent. Ah. Anyways, I'm okay with that. I'll do it. Um, you probably uh, kiss another handsome dude. It'll, it'll probably be Thor. Yeah, that'd be all right. Um, but yeah, there, you don't remember the gay character in the beginning of Endgame? No, who's that? And uh, Cap's um, a therapy circle, therapy group. The, the guy he talks to you, played by one of the Russo brothers. That was the Endgame gay character that everybody used to go crazy about. Why? I don't know. It's supposed to be a big deal, I guess. He didn't do anything. Disney made a big deal about it, I think. Or the Russo's did. Not like a big deal, but you know what I mean? Like more than they clearly should have because it wasn't a big deal. Yep. Okay. You could have at least made Thor bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to write the, uh, the allusion to the Hercules and Thor getting together. <laughs> well, um, Loki's uh, changes sex a lot. They could just do that. <laughs> that was a nice way to... Glam shit it. <laughs> no, if they did that, you know how many... Fucking weirdos on the internet, neckbeard fools would be so pissed. Yeah, would make it great. Like it, they're referencing specific mythology and be like, well, I don't care. They're doing it. They're pushing their SJW agenda with their fucking history. <laughs> you know the uh, Democrats were just too PC, so I had to change all my beliefs. <laughs> That's really what the problem is. Yeah, <laughs> I have to destroy the economy and the world and civil society because you know the Democrats are just too PC. Yeah. So, you know, I can't say retard anymore, the N-word. Yeah, so, that's it. This, the world must be destroyed. <laughs> Fascism rules. You can't call me a Nazi. That's a slur. I'm going to become a Nazi. <laughs> How dare you call me a Nazi? I'm a Nazi. <laughs> so, the great outdoors. So, the great outdoors featuring no Nazis. 
Um, I think that's one good thing about Dan Aykroyd as a conspiracy theorist. A lot of them do just fall over into anti-Semitism. Dan Aykroyd seems to avoid the anti-Semitic parts of conspiracy theory, which is pretty good. I appreciate that. <laughs> good looking out, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Um, let's talk about... Let's talk about the old 96er. The old 96ers. So that'd be like six pounds, right? Yes, yeah, 16 pounds. 16, 16 ounces and a pound. pound. Yeah, it'd be six pounds. Do you think you eat six pounds of any kind of food? I ate, I ate that. Um, uh, we went to Hard Tack Grill. Were you there, right? With Richie Rich? Yeah, that's forever ago. I ate, I ate the quadruple bypass burger, which is two pounds of meat. And then we went and got milkshakes, remember? Yeah. Two pounds is a lot from different from six pounds. I feel like I can Well, eat- also, I mean, like, two pounds is just the meat. So there's yeah. also bacon. I think there's like, I think there's bacon on it. And there's tomatoes and bread and shit. I don't yeah. know how much. It was probably three pounds in total. And then a milkshake. Give yeah. me some credit. Yeah, that's pretty good. I feel like I could probably eat two pounds uh, any any given night. I could eat two pounds of food. <laughs> you know what I mean? But six pounds seems like that'd be a lot. That'd be quite an undertaking. Especially if just a big ass piece of steak. Especially when all when he gets down and it's just the fat, fat and gristle. That's <laughs> like, he's not done. That that chef was a dick. He's tall as fuck though. <laughs> I don't know if he actually was. It was just clever, clever uh, camera yeah. work. Yeah. Well, I mean, they tried to make him look like he's just this huge, probably Norwegian. <laughs> That's usually who lives in the Great Lakes, anyways, right? He's like German. Minnesota, hey, oh. Yeah, and you know, you know those guys, people with names like Gunderson. <laughs> Gunderson. Yes, I guess I I could do it for sure. I just probably. I don't know if I could do it anymore. Afterwards. I don't. I can't eat as much as I used to. I'm it, like, it wouldn't be fun. I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, sure. well, that's the thing. Uh, John Candy didn't enjoy it in this either. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not a bit. There's um, there's a couple like shitty checkoff guns in this movie. Well, like the the literal shotgun lamp. Yeah, shotgun lamp. Right before, <laughs> when he comes down, it sounds the same as the day. He plugs the lamp. Yeah, in I was gonna talk to you. About it. <laughs> he plugs it in before it will fire. That's funny. I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, but I love it. That guy also has some of the best like under his breath dialogue. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, you get the fire. Uh, who wouldn't want to stay blah here? Get the shit Give you shits. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is my dog. He hates humans. He's <laughs> got a porky dog. He's got porcupine quills in his nose. Those porcupines hate humans. Too bad he's in heat too, or she's in heat too. Too bad you're not a real female dog. Too bad you're not a dog. Talking to the little boy. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, what are some of the other guns that don't go off? Uh, well, I mean, there's the the guy that gets hit by lightning like six six times. Oh yeah. There's the bear itself. There's the story at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So those are my three. I don't know if there's any other. And that was the mine. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, like, just good, good writing. Like, John Hughes seems kind of slapdash in some of his writing, but he at least, like, knows, all right, I gotta do some of these things. Yeah, I feel like they also should have alluded to, like, the old 96er at some point when they first got there. Nah, I think that's just, like, a gag. Yeah, I don't know. Just a little gag. I would have liked it, you know? But... Let's talk about the real meat of this movie, um, the romantic subplot. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you cut just that part together, it's about five minutes. Oh, absolutely. That's it. Could just be condensed into a music video. That's the thing too. Like, cut that part from a story. Either this this movie needs to be about twenty minutes longer, or um, or they need to cut that completely. Well, I mean, the, don't cut that part completely because, as I talked about before, um, 
this girl in the movie is like one of the icons of my sexuality. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk it. about that goddamn poem again. No, nah, <laughs> everyone listen to Nick Cave, read everything he's ever written, watch the movies he's written. Um, he's just the best. But um, it was weird watching it now though, because she's definitely way younger in this film. Oh, no, you and, don't? Uh, you think? I was like, huh, there's weird feelings that are happening now. <laughs> Obviously, the actor, actress in real life, much older than me. But I was just like, wow, I'm a brain. <laughs> so, oh, I had one of those feelings too, because there was a movie I, we used to watch when we were kids. What the fuck was it? And there's a girl that I used to have a little crush on as a kid. Mm-hmm. And like, this little girl, she's not like a little girl, she's like, you know, 16 or 17 in the movie. And then it just feels so weird. She's yeah, all way know. older than me, like 10 years older than yeah, me. Yeah, but, but not, still. you've just seen her, the, the memory of her encapsulated. You're right. Now, <laughs> now it's kind of weird. <laughs> so that's strange. Um, but uh, if you had a problem with um, Maisie Williams being naked on Game of Thrones, that's your own problem. <laughs> I don't care if you remember when she was a little eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really what the thing is. It's like watching someone grow up. It's like she's a, she's like a like a family friend. I don't want to see that naked. Yeah, um, she's kind of like a completely different character and human being in the show, though. You know what I mean? I have like a, a weird. I feel like there's a major detachment from whatever Ari was early on compared to now. Oh. This is just some weird zombie killing machine. <laughs> like, she just seems, she doesn't seem to have, like, actual emotions. Or, you know what I mean? Well, now you're talking about Bran. Yeah, Bran That's Bran. the other thing, too. Like, I don't, in the books, I don't oh, get this. I love when, uh, <laughs> um, he's talking to Theon. He's like, I'll go now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love, um, imagining the writer's room where they're like, hey, let's have, like, a touching point moment with Theon right here. And then they, you know, they get all that like out, like, oh, it led you to being here at home. And it's like, oh, that's sweet. And it's like, oh, what will we do next? It's like, I don't have any ideas, so have Bran just work. And <laughs> some birds, and we can end that scene. And we can get back to the dragons flying in um, bad CG effects. <laughs> I, I feel like that has to be more, he has to be doing something that we'll find out later on. Otherwise, it's pointless. But I'm, it's such shitting writing. We'll see. I'm going to... I'll bet you $10 that it doesn't pay off to anything. <laughs> the other thing I thought of, too, is like... They just thought it would be a cool uh, transition. I seriously think it is just... That's probably what it is. Yeah. The other thing, too, is they could have had him, when he warred, had him do something in the actual fight that she, like swung things their way. Also, I uh, really hate that... But he's like, oh, I've got to go now. I'm going to go see about a man on a dragon. Yeah, I also hate the other interaction where he's like, Theon, you're a good man. Thank you. And then Theon slow motion charges to his death. Yeah, that, again, the other thing, too, is like that should have been like what caused be... Theon or uh, Arya's opening to get to Night King, well, right? I, yeah, I think what actually should have happened and would have fit totally in line with the character of Theon... And his redemption is, yeah, he came around to the Night King, Night King could stab him. Guess what? It takes you hours to bleed to death from a stomach wound. I think it would be cool if Theon just kept fighting him, even though he's just getting more and more hurt. Right. Because he's gone through all this torture already, and he said, fuck it, I'm going to do what's right anyway. And that so, what gives Arya the opening to yeah, Night King. And the other uh, thing, too, let's talk about ghosts for a second, because uh, John's like... The absolutely fucking post-post-production after effect they put in, Yeah, they're like, oh, a ghost could be here. Yeah, well, I guess Ghost could be here with uh, the Dothraki, the church, right? Yeah. John's going to send his fucking best friend off to die. <laughs> he doesn't even know that wolf. <laughs> Ghost should have been with Bran and Theon, right? Yeah, why not? That's the only thing that makes sense. You guys don't know how to fucking write. Like, no. I I need to have a conversation with you. They just don't, they haven't cared for a while. Yeah, it's a, they don't care. Well, yeah, and all... they don't care and they don't know what they're doing and yeah. they're not right. There yeah. you go. Yeah, it's just funny. And then, uh, 
I love the nine minutes. John Hughes is ten times the writer of these guys. Actually, I, could, I could only imagine John Hughes writing Game of Thrones. There'd be like so much like the dialogue would be amazing. There'd be so much romance. <laughs> Sansa and Theon, I ship it. That'd be weird though, because it's like his little sister. Oh, I love. Uh, everyone really loves that nine-minute music video at the end of the episode, where it's, there's no dialogue and it's just a, a really emotionally manipulative score that's oh. making you feel something. While it didn't work for me. All these bland events are taking place, and then oh, uh, you know, you notice as soon as the score ends, uh, you just feel empty inside because <laughs> everything you felt was from that uh, that score. It's a really cheap tactic that they do in bad films and TV shows, <laughs> and you fell for it. They do in they do it in good films and TV shows too. Yeah, but usually what you're seeing is uh, interesting. And so <laughs> <laughs> you fell for it. It was all just that score. And there was a lot of people commending the score, and uh, it did it. Yeah, that's one it thing. The music's always really yeah, good. It man. manipulated Game of the hell out of you, for sure, yeah. It did it. And then everything else that happened, garbage. Oh, that reminds me. I saw people... T- we're, we're talking about Game of Thrones and Endgame way more than we're talking about Gary Outdoors. Gary um, Outdoors also... You probably just watch it, because it is just gags and stuff. Well, yeah, we've talked about this before. It's hard to, for us to talk about a comedy movie. I actually so was thinking we might not do too many straight comedy movies at this point, because... My notes for it are like a paragraph because I didn't know what to write down except for jokes that I liked, which is uh, we could just spout one-liners at each other, but <laughs> I'm not hanging out with uh, people trying to get their MBAs at ASU right now, so I don't <laughs> <hear that> shit. <laughs> is that what people are trying to get their MBAs at ASU? You know, like those real, like, fucking, you know the types that all they do is quote, like, Reservoir Dogs and these real broad, like, touchstone uh, fucking goofball asshole movie <laughs> you know in fight club uh oh shit that reminds me um every um every I, have you ever looked at like the the pirate bay like the top like 100 movies no what are they bad like fight club is still on there Even, which tells me all i need to know about internet culture uh fight club very well directed by david fincher um acted very well uh, not particularly mind-blowing you don't like Chuck Palahniuk? I like Chuck Palahniuk, but uh, Fight Club is one of his weaker books, and also a lot of the stuff that's in the book that makes it doesn't make it into the movies. Doesn't make it into the movie, and yeah. a lot of people also just completely misinterpreted the message of the movie. Oh, you don't say? Yeah, it was like, oh, it's all about masculinity. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of like a treatise on toxic masculinity. Or whatever. <laughs> Whatever, it's cool, right? Well, I just want to go in a basement and punch a dude. I mean, I have with my shirt like off. that too, but, uh, I mean, you're not supposed ben to. Ben Shapiro <laughs> didn't accept my invitation for a oh, debate boxing to, match, so. Fight. Yeah, I want to fight Ben Shapiro, but, like, we're doing it, like, we're going to have a dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> Turkish oil wrestling! <laughs> yeah, the oldest sport in the world. Yeah, oldest competition in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I looked it up. I think it's like the, I think it is technically the oldest continuous competition. Like the rules haven't changed. Yeah, stuff. that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, Grand Thor's Dan and again, there's uh, just yeah, people are gonna debate about it, but yeah, you know. people debate about everything. But well, not was Hitler right? Was it just Holocaust <laughs> a good thing? <laughs> Did it actually happen? <laughs> Were the numbers just fudged? I mean, uh, they, and they only killed 9 million people. <laughs> the Nazis well known for uh, not taking great notes about anything they yeah. did. So. You know those why Germans, would we, would we they're not a, meticulous record keepers. Why would we have records of all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, uh, just check out Great Outdoors. It is a really good childhood memory movie. We're on the 
we got that summertime, summertime sadness. But not sadness, Lana Del Rey. Talking about summertime, good time movies. Uh, obviously, this is, shit was filmed in the fall, though, up in the mountains, because everyone's dressed like in sweaters and jackets. <laughs> it's cold out. Miles. Yeah, and then the storm scenes. You tell how cold it is outside. <laughs> oh, and when um, the two the two kids are on the boat um, hooking up, becoming basically Group. engaged to each other, <laughs> their noses are so red. I bet that scene was cold as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you're my girlfriend, let's go. Well, I mean that uh, that scene on the where they're they're fishing in the morning is clearly uh, mat work, and they're like in the studio, yeah, on the boat, mm-hmm. yeah. That's better than having to get up for like a three a.m. casting call, I bet. <laughs> Probably. Like, yeah, I'll do that. What movie are we watching next? I hadn't really thought of anything. Um, my plan was we were gonna watch The Burbs next, but I feel like another comedy doesn't quite work. Yeah, where we can't really talk about the flaws and the. We can talk about the flaws of the burb. There are none. Yeah. That's the thing. is like, all right, this happens and it's funny. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, there's something about like comedies or like when they, especially the comedies that really work. Yeah. Airplane. It's was like, like, how do you talk about airplane? Yeah. It's really good. You guys should see it. Yeah. Check it out. I don't want to ruin any jokes, so can't talk about it. Have a good time. Um, yeah. So I don't really. Bloodsport. Oh yeah. Bloodsport. Kumate. 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 That would be good. I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat lately, which was originally going to be a Jean-Claude Van Damme video game. Oh, crazy. But, I mean, Mortal Kombat is basically they just made Bloodsport Blood and uh, Big Trouble in China into a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so John Carpenter copied Mortal Kombat. Right. Just, he... Hmm... He went back in time, so it didn't look like he copied him. He used Professor Hulk's time platform. Oh, yeah, and um, um, the time travel shit is just nonsense. It, all it did is just... So anytime there's a conflict in the future, they'll just time travel it away, right? <laughs> that, oh, they still have the ability to do that. Well, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I... The, um, so I've... There's been a couple interviews I've read after the movie, from one from the Russos and the one from Marcus McFeely, the writers of the movie. Yeah. And they uh, clearly they did not talk to each other because they described the time traveled differently each yeah. time. Um, and as I said, they did not do a good job explaining the movie. Uh, do you agree? Well, here's my thing. I thought it's it's multidimensional. That's what it is. Yeah. It's well, multidimensional. There's people that have. Uh, Brought that up against people. Some people have pointed out all the plot holes and problems. It it's not really a plot hole, but well, all the problems and continuity and stuff it creates. And then people are like, well, look, they explained it. And I thought you were gonna argue, like, well, don't they explain it? I was gonna be like, well, if they had to explain it afterwards in interviews and shit, then they failed when they wrote it. Yeah, oh no, they absolutely so failed when I, they wrote yeah, it. I agree. I agree with you. Like, no, I don't care if they explain it afterwards or anything. They fucked up right. Well, I mean, the other thing too is like the, the directors and the writers kind of give. Two separate explanations yeah, after so the fact, but here, I'll, here's what it is: it's it's multi-dimensions. When they're going back in time, they're going to a separate dimension. It's basically what the ancient one said: like if you take the time stone from here, it's gonna fuck up my reality. Yeah, um, and so Captain Mar- America doesn't go back in time, and into his own reality, he goes back in time into a different reality. But then he ends up back in that same reality. Well, I think he goes past that point and then jumps back to his own reality. Right? That's the only thing that makes sense. I don't know. That's what I, I think happens. Because I, I, I don't believe like Captain America goes through time and lets all this crazy shit happen. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for his character. Right. I think they might have wrote it that way. 
Yeah. Well, here, the, you remember when we were talking about Chris Evans? Um, his We were like, oh, he's going to direct some shit now. And like, oh, wait, he's going to do Disney Plus shit? Mm-hmm. They have that Bucky and Falcon TV show. I guarantee you he's going to direct that. Oh, yeah. Maybe. And he'll probably end up hearing it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I don't know what they're going to do with that show. It really is just going to have to be them shooting people. So, Disney Plus, I guess they're going to have mature shows on there. <laughs> well, one of them's just Loki fucking around, right? Yeah, that's dumb, too. Like, he steals the space stone. He's like, all right, see you guys on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Um, we'll see, though. If he, like, if it's, like, a crazy show and he's, like, uh, trying to seduce Thor by turning into, like, a hot woman. And That'd be weird as fuck. crazy Loki stuff, I'll be into it. Obviously, that's not what's going to happen, Because <laughs> Marvel doesn't have any balls. I guess that's my big problem with everything these days. They don't listen to who's got any balls. Yeah, not mean, like Bloodsport. Yeah, I don't mean like they don't. They need to be offensive and push those limits and stuff. I'm not dumb enough to take risks. That. Is what you're saying? Yeah, experiment a little bit, try something. Uh, but then again, uh, Game of Thrones tried to experiment a little bit in this last episode. They everyone, did not. Everyone complained about how dark it was. They did not try to experiment in that well, they episode. Did try, they did try to experiment. I will give them credit for attempting to do something different with the color grading and the lighting in the beginning of the battle and then everyone complained about being too dark. I guess. So you can't please anybody. Man, definitely can't please me. Not with this is middle of the road garbage. <laughs> yeah, the only movie that's come out in a while that matters is Mandy to bring that back up. <laughs> everyone just watched Mandy. If someone's like, hey you want to go to the movies and see blah 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 just like got a better idea. Let's go watch Mandy. Come over to my house. We've got Shudder. We're going to watch Mandy. Or we'll just watch The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> Instead of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, Bloodsport's next. Great Outdoors is still a funny movie. It's cute. If you film like summertime stuff. Um, this is a good one to watch. Yeah. Listen for, As soon as I realized it was like fall. You got to. You were like, oh, like, eh. disappointed. Eh. Watch The Great Outdoors. Watch Lost Boys. Those are our two summertime movies so far. Yeah. Summertime, summertime silence. And watch WrestleMania 3 too because that's the other thing we used to do during oh, the yeah. summer. WrestleMania 3 is good. Um, we're going to watch Bloodsport next. It's going to be fucking great. It's one of the best, um, worst fighting movies of all time. <laughs> uh, kind of an inspiration for like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Though, so it's got that going for it. It's got JCVD. And we've got a website. McVentureProductions.com Com. And you I got a Twitter. It's at A. Sean McDonald. I don't know. You'll follow us on Twitch and Twitter. It's all on the website. I just finished Resident Evil 3. I'm going to start Resident Evil 4. Then Kyle maybe is going to play Resident Evil 5 with me. Otherwise, I'm going to play with the computer. Yeah. Well, I got to quit my job. You do it right now. I'm going to call him. Guys, <laughs> tired of this shit. They're going to hear this and then they're going to know. I'm out here every day. People are trying to get me to watch bad movies and bad TV shows. (laughs) The Big Bang Theory. To be culturally relevant for my podcast, I must force myself to watch this content. And I'm tired of it. I can't take it anymore. God damn it. Also, you guys commit wage theft all the time. (laughs) That might be the real problem. And I can't convince anyone I work with to fucking unionize. No, everybody hates it. They were like so terrified of the concept of it. Oh, we might all get fired. Mm. That's the whole thing is we're having... You'll get fired, though, because you organize it. Yeah. Guarantee it. But I'm like, I'm cool getting fired, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to work there anyways. But the whole thing is, uh, the reason I thought of unionizing like in the last month or so 
Um, no one knows where I work, so I can give away these secrets. We're having a real trouble uh, keeping employees, hiring employees, getting to training, that sort of thing. So uh, you absolutely, we could unionize and go on strike right now because there's no way they could get people in there to do our job quickly enough, even to, yeah. how they're paying or anything like that, without meeting our demands. So, yeah, it's the perfect time. I've explained it to multiple people, and they're just like, yeah, but, and understandably, the entire economic system we work in and society has been engineered so that, you know what, you really can't miss two days of work. Right. So I get that, but man, what a bummer, huh? <laughs> My grassroots initiative just couldn't work, because those fucking assholes in the top one a long time ago. <laughs> This is why all the pundits on the internet are just lazy commentators and not actively doing anything. Because not anybody, yeah. anybody that's serious about it can't afford to do anything. Yeah. And then there, it doesn't affect them directly enough to care about it aside from theory. That's why you listen to Space Force instead of Chop a Trap House. I'm out here in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Just living. Look. Doing my best. I, I said this to you uh, uh, through text, but I, I've read Animal Farm, and people that think it's about communism are wrong. And Chapel Trap House may not be corporate pigs, but I still know a pig when I see one. Yeah, they're definitely bourgeoisie. Yeah. In my opinion. And with that said, Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> giving you the hot takes that no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs>